In this video, I'll be answering the question, what do ENTJ guys think of INFP women? But before I can get into that, I need you to subscribe to the channel and also uh, hit the alert bell so you know when we're posting additional videos or going live. That being said, welcome to CS Joseph Response. I'm your host, Chase, here to answer your questions on anything Jungian analytical psychology or the four sides of the mind, also known as four sides dynamics. And like I said, today's question is, what do ENTJ guys uh, think of INFP women? And the source of this question is Cora, as usual. Let's get into it. Uh, okay, so apparently no one was able to answer this question, and I have no idea when this question was uh, posted, so I guess it's just a free-for-all for me today. Awesome. It's a fantastic question, to be sure. So ENTJ guys. Well, here's the number one thing. ENTJ guys cannot let go of that everlasting cuteness of an INFP woman. In fact, it is often said that INFP women are the cutest of all the women out there. Absolute, like, like everyone just dies of cute in their preference, in their presence. And of course, someone like an ENTJ who has highest sexual compatibility with an INFP woman would absolutely know that. And this ENTJ man would lock in on that straight up. So like, for example, if an INFP woman would show up at a bar by herself and actually sit at a bar by herself and bring a book or a laptop or something just to kind of like, you know, uh, have her phone playing on her phone or just reading a book and sitting there sipping on something, not talking to anyone and interacting to anyone, the ENTJ man who's at the bar will have no choice but to go introduce himself to her and be like, hey, what are you doing? Which is like a really good pickup line for, for an SE user to use towards an SI user. And then the INFP woman would be like, oh, I'm doing this. And he'd be like, well, what are you reading? You know, and then she'll, she'll tell him all about it. And then she'll go off on this huge diatribe that's completely unrelated to what they're actually talking about. And the ENTJ is just completely sucked in because she like literally remembers everything and he can't remember anything for anything to save his life. And uh, she just remembers everything. And she says, he gets so fascinated by all these huge stories that... Uh, He's, uh, he's telling her. And then all of a sudden after that, they end up you know, having getting on text messages because he's like, hey, you should give me your number because you never ask an INFP woman for her number. You tell her that she should give you her number because it makes her feel wanted because she likes to be ordered around. And ENTJs love ordering around. And so they end up becoming super attracted to ENTJs because ENTJs have the, all this status because they're the most uh, – ENTJs typically have the highest status of all of the types, uh, probably even combined. And INFPs want status so desperately. And that's why INFP women are so attracted to ENTJ men because they want that status so bad. Because the INFP would so desperately wants to be a star, even though they're kind of a natural. But they're a star and the ENTJ is like actually a star. You know what I'm saying? And uh, But also like part rake as well as a little rakish star with his seductive style according to The Art of Seduction uh, by Robert Greene. If you haven't read it, what do you do with your life? You want to find out more about how you can read it. You can get a free Audible account with a free book on that Audible account by using my link at csjoseph.life forward slash reading. Click the free Audible account button and you can get a copy of uh, Audio um, Art of Seduction basically and start listening to it like right now. I highly recommend it. But anyway... Uh, so yeah, they're super cute. But then as things go on, as they're texting, the INFP woman will not stop texting. In fact, she'll just go on and on and on and on and on and on and on for days to the level of 200 plus text messages at a time. And do you think an ENTJ guy has any, uh, has, has any patience for that? 
he's going to get actually frustrated by that after a while and actually put his foot down. He'll even make sure that before he even interacts with her or anyone on the phone number that he'll turn his read receipts off so that no one can know whether or not he's actually uh, you know, used that or whatever because he doesn't want to be controlled or accused of leaving anyone on read or anything like that. Uh, and then he'll just like have a one word response and the INFP woman will assume that he read everything with reality situations. He just read the last two lines because to him, everything before the last two lines, because they're not closer to the moment is old news and has lost energy, even though she put all of that effort in there. But he's not going to tell her that he doesn't want her to know that, you know, as far as he's concerned, she's just some, you know, she's just, she's pretty cute. And he, he kind of, you know, he, he wants to bang her, et cetera. I mean, in this uh, ENTJ guy example, you know, et cetera. That's right, ENTJ guys, I am definitely exposing you to the fact that you see your cell phones as something that's out there to control you, and you, all of you cannot suffer having read receipts on. Oh wait, this is an ENTJ woman problem as well. And if I was ever in a relationship with an ENTJ woman, at least I was at one point in time, I made her put on her read receipts because I was like, you think you're going to get away with that and try to be all like, have that really bad relationship with your phone around me? Not going to happen. You see what I'm saying? Because as an NP, I maintain it's insane and disrespectful for an ENTJ to do this. And if they want me to be loyal to them, then I expect them to have the read receipts on. And by the way, INFPs, if you're in a relationship with an ENTJ, I, I sincerely encourage you to do this to them. Because they see their phone as a tool to control other people and not to be controlled themselves, which makes them hypocrites. So I suggest you actually put them in their place uh, by making sure that for you, that they have their read receipts turned on so that they can't get away with that from you. And that way also hold them accountable for not taking the time uh, to uh, read your messages. And then they'll make excuses, well that sucks because they're not as real, they're not as important because they've lost energy, that's old news. And I'm like, no, actually it's not. When the MP is actually texting you, it actually has value like forever. Maybe you should spend time actually you know, reading all those messages. I'm sure the INFP would really appreciate it after going to all that effort for you to tell you those things. And if you don't like it, maybe you should grow some balls and tell her that you don't like what she's saying or you don't find it relevant. Yes, it will hurt her feelings, but at least you're honest with her. And I think she'll appreciate that more in the long run. Besides, INFP women really enjoy being talked down to for some reason. That like kind of turns them on. So why would you like not want to do that? You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, the point is, is that they're super cute, but like when it comes to status, they end up competing with each other with status. And sometimes so an INFP woman needs to be willing to let go of her status, but also an INFP woman needs to actually like be a very moral person and have a principle of, I'm not going to have sex with this ENTJ unless he's willing to die for me. Until I know that he is willing to take a bullet for me, I will not have sex with him at all. And if the ENTJ no longer wants you because you're not willing to have sex with him before he's willing to die for you, then uh, you should get rid of him and move on. And obviously his kind of status is the status of a man-child instead of a man, basically. And that's how you can tell the difference between a man-child and a man when you have that standard INFP women. So make sure you do that. Protect yourselves. You could easily be taken advantage of uh, and you don't want that, especially with an ENTJ. ENTJs, ENTJ men are notorious, notorious for having as many notches on their bedpost as possible. To the point where in some cases they actually draw upon their self, they draw their self-worth for how many girls they, they, they bang, basically. Uh, quantity uh, means a lot to them. And eventually, you know, as they get closer and closer to manhood, instead of being a man-child, which is usually around the age of 27, 28-ish, uh, they start to realize that they value loyalty more than having as many sources of pussy as they possibly can get. 
That being said, ESTPs and ISTPs are technically worse in that department over ENTJs, but ENJs in general are actually pretty bad. ENJ men are actually pretty bad because they're really impulsive before their parent function is fully developed, uh, which in men usually takes until about 28 years old these days, even though it should be done during adolescence. But it, but who has the ability to parent uh, people these days to be able to properly develop their auxiliary functions and during adolescence just doesn't happen. Plus that's what a rite of passage is for. A rite of passage is to prepare a man to have his parent function developed during adolescence so that he can get out of adolescence and take on a woman and be a responsible human being. Um, but remember, an ENTJ who doesn't do this, they're all about show. It's all about like you know what other people think. It's all about status and show, status and show, status and show. And only then they become responsible with what they actually want in a woman when they see a woman who is loyal. The thing is, INFP women can be the most loyal of all the women out there. But they can also become the most treacherous. And if you come, and if you pair up an INFP woman with a man-child, she will be treacherous. Okay. If you want to learn more about how to not be a man-child, you should watch uh, season thirteen. Actually, you should watch seasons four, six, and thirteen on my other YouTube channel. Just go to the playlist, go to season four, and watch how do intimate relationships actually work. Go to season six, which is the four pillars of self-intimacy. It's like a, a path that you can follow for personal improvement to help yourself become a man. And then you have the mature masculine and the mature feminine as a, according to season 13. Watch all of those videos and you'll be sufficiently armed uh, to know where you are in your life as to whether or not you are actually a man-child or, man, or, or an actual man and it will teach you to build your manhood. You should probably do this. And women, by the way, there's also plenty of content for you in there as well. I doubt, though, however, given this insanely feminist society that we live in, that you even have the stomach to hear the unpleasant truths that I present within those videos. But if you do, kudos to you. You're actually pretty awesome. Thank you for doing that and having a thick skin. But usually, INFP women and thick skin don't actually mix, except for the much older ones. The much older ones do have a thick skin because they've been through so much in their life. The younger ones, not so much. <coughs> wow, that's a lot of talking. So, ah. so with that being said, ENTJs, ENTJ guys just fall in love with the loyalty. They fall in love with the cuteness. Uh, they, they're just, they're just so fascinated. But this also is a pedagogue relationship, and the ENTJ man ends up learning so much about life and philosophy, and ends up having these idealistic-based conversations that actually ends up uh, motivating their artistic side to be more artistic because they see the INFP woman is artistic as well, and they want to be able to mirror that artistry that the INFP woman has, and they just, they just, they fall in love. They fall in love with her, and they want to. Uh, learn from her and she learns a lot from him learns about how to be financially responsible about making better decisions who they should who she should be loyal to who should she not be loyal to the ntj protects her from stockholm syndrome and uh, uh also uh helps her adjust her principles so that they're not corrupted in certain cases uh overall it's a really good matchup for personal growth and remember folks golden pairs are for understanding silver pairs are for mutual respect Bronze pairs are basically for fun, but pedagogue relationships are for maximizing personal growth in two people. 
and the and pedagogue relationship has tied with highest sexual compatibility like a golden pair is and it can go a long long way i highly recommend a pedagogue relationship therefore i highly recommend this relationship for entjs and infps it can be a little bit rocky but you can solve most if not all of your pro problems by just taking it to the bedroom you have no problem the entj guys just totally get off on how the infp woman reacts to them and like every touch every sound and they just react to the entj and it gets the entjs off and the infp women love this the the strength of an entj male and how he's able to go completely all out on her and just uh just you know shove all that energy towards her and then she's able to react by receiving that energy from him and it's a fantastic experience just the landmines are the emotional compatibility that becomes the main issue between the two but as long as they are both devoted to increasing each other's uh, morality and their principles and increasing each other's uh, status instead of expecting the other person to uh you know uh um, uh, to uh, be, you know, like uh, care for them in certain ways, uh, like care about their feelings, etc. It's more about growing uh, each other's principles and growing each other's status that it'll have an excellent relationship. You don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're putting each other's status over the other or you think your feelings or you think you are far more important than the other person. You have to constantly seek to make sure that the other person is often more important than you. But that can be hard for an ENTJ because they're very systematic, whereas an INFP woman is very interest-based. An INFP woman is aware of what she's getting out of the situation versus what the ENTJ is getting out of it. And if he's extracting more status out of the relationship, she's going to know it. She's going to lose respect for him, which may lead to treachery later. Uh, as long as he's not doing that, she'll be loyal to him forever and ever and ever, especially if he takes her to the bedroom on an almost daily basis. So, awesome. Uh, if you'd like your chance at your question being answered on this channel, please leave a comment below or put the question up on Quora and tag me and I'll uh, get to your question. Uh, if you want a guaranteed answer for your question, become a member. Get a silver membership at csjoseph.life forward slash members. And uh, I do a private live stream every month where I answer all of those questions. They're posted in the private dis Discord Q&A channel, although we might move that to our Kartra page instead to make it easier on everybody. So anyway, with that all being said, uh, I'll see you guys tonight.